Lukutis Sichas, Volume 15, the fifth Sicha on Bereshis. The title of this article is Don't Think It and Definitely Don't Speak It. Our Parsha concludes with, I quote, And God saw that the evil of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of his heart was only evil all the time. And God regretted that he had made man upon the earth, and he became grieved in his heart. And God said, I will blot out man whom I created from upon the face of the earth, from man to kettle to creeping thing, to the fowl of the heavens, for I regret that I made them. Now, Rashi comments on those last words, for I regret that I made them. The actual Hebrew is, ki nechamti ki asisem. I am thinking what to do about having made them. Rashi is telling us that here, in this verse, the word nechamti does not carry its regular meaning of I regret, but rather I am thinking. And so too, the words kiasisim does not mean that I made them, but rather what to do about having made them, as we will soon see. Question, why is Rashi changing the word from its simple meaning, and especially when Rashi himself just set a rule in the very previous verse, I quote, and similarly, every expression of nichum in scripture is an expression of reconsidering what to do, meaning regret. Now, one may say, being that we are talking about God, hence, how can we say the word regret? as even a child understands that it is not feasible to say that God would have any regret. And so too, the verse declares, I quote, God is not human that he should lie or mortal to have a change of heart. Therefore, Rashi is forced here to define the word differently. I am thinking. However, this does not totally suffice, being that in the previous verse, as mentioned earlier, which is speaking about God, nevertheless, Rashi explains the word to mean the thought of the omnipresent turned from the standard of clemency to the standard of justice. And so too we find in many other verses concerning God in which the term is used and Rashi has no issue with explaining the word as regret. Additionally, with Rashi is explaining the word here as I am thinking what to do, Rashi is now forced to explain the words ki asisem, in which ki means because, hence meaning now the reason for thinking what to do is about having made them, when in truth it was about, quote, the evil of man was great in the earth and every imagination of his heart was only evil all the time. The answer. Let us turn to a previous Rashi in our verse. And God said, I will blot out. Now the word blot out is emcha. I will blot out man. He, Rashi says, he is dust and I will bring water upon him and I will blot him out. Therefore, the expression michui is used. Now, the word emcha means to erase, obliterate, as in God's commandment to Israel concerning Amalek, where over there the word used is emcha which is not done through water blotting them out. Hence, why is Rashi changing the simple meaning of the word here? Rashi's reason for this is being that God directs Noah to make for yourself an ark with which to save his family and all of the living creatures. Hence, we cannot define the verse. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I created from upon the face of the earth from man to 
title to creeping thing, to the fowl of the heavens, to mean erase and obliteration, since God is clearly not intending to obliterate mankind and all living creatures. As the very next verse immediately states, but Noah found favor in the eyes of God. And as for Rashi's young student, he needs not even this verse, as he clearly sees that the human race and all living creatures are still present. For this reason, Rashi has to redefine here the word to mean, I will bring water upon him and I will blot him out, which leaves no question concerning Noah, his family, and all the living creatures with him inside the ark, being that the bring water upon him did not reach them in order to blot him out. And with this, we also understand why Rashi defines the concluding words of the verse, Nechamti kiasisam, to mean, I am thinking what to do about having made them. How can God be saying that he regrets having made them when the very existence of Noah and family in the ark proves that God didn't regret having made the human race? So too, this is not in contradiction of Rashi's rule in the previous verse that every expression of Nichum, in scripture is an expression of reconsidering what to do. For in our verse as well, there is God's change of thought, only not the change of that I have made them, but of what God just originally thought of doing to them. The explanation. Seemingly, Rashi should have a question on the previous verse as well. Rashi explains there the thought of the omnipresent turns from the standard of clemency to the standard of justice. Hence, how can there still be any remnants of the human race and of any living creatures? In other words, what is the difference between this verse and our verse? Then in our verse, Rashi feels that the remnants of life proves that the word emcha cannot mean obliterate. While in the previous verse, the remnants of life bores no question on the thought of God turned. The difference between the two verses is that in the previous verse, and God regretted that he had made man, it says in his heart, which Rashi clearly defines in his comment here numerous times to mean in God's thought. While in our verse, and God said, I will blot out man whom I created, meaning being that God had only regretted in his thought, it did not have to manifest itself in a physical reality being that God's thought does not constitute a decree. Not so in our verse where it was now and God said, which now constitutes a decree, and thus must be physically actualized. Therefore, in the first verse, which didn't have to actualize itself in his heart, thought, we can easily define the word vayenochem to mean total regret in having created mankind. Meaning, the thought is to obliterate all living creatures. However, in our verse, which did have to actualize, and God said, we obviously cannot define this as total obliteration since you and I are here to discuss this. According to this, the I will blot out man of our verse has a leniency over the previous verses. And God regretted that he made man, in which God's thought was to obliterate mankind. While in in our verse, I will blot out man, neither mankind nor living creatures would be obliterated. And what brought to this leniency the... 
for I regret because I made them. I created them. Thus, I am thinking what to do so as not to obliterate them. Hence, I will bring water upon them and I will not blot him out, which, and I will blot him out, which would not affect, but Noah found favor in the eyes of God and those who will be within the make for yourself an ark. Now we understand that Rashi's twist within our verse of Nechamti that I made them to mean I am thinking is not a contradiction to Rashi's rule within the previous verse of every expression of Nichom in scripture is an expression of reconsidering what to do. Being that here too, their God did reconsider his original thought of obliteration to then only plot out with water those and that which would be outside of the ark. The lesson here, there are two lessons. Number one, we must be extremely careful not to speak gossip. Our sages teach third speech, meaning malice speech about a third party, kills three people. It kills the one who speaks it and the one who accepts it and the one about whom it is said. Now, the first two are the ones committing a sin. Hence, speech brings out one's potential into actual. I'm sorry. Hence, I'm sorry. Now, the first two are the ones committing a sin, hence the third speech kills. However, the one spoken about is also of the third speech kills, being that speech brings out one's potential into actual. Hence, even if the gossip was true, nevertheless, until this character defect was spoken about, it was dormant within the person spoken about. However, now that it was spoken about, even though the person did not hear it spoken about, nevertheless, being that, I quote you from Isaiah, and your people, all of them righteous, and the sages say the righteous are likened to their creator, hence a Jew merely speaking about another already brings the spoken out for the dormant, from the dormant into the actual within the one spoken about. The second lesson. Rashi is telling us that not only did God not speak a decree upon mankind, but even more so, even in God's thought, there was no actual resolution of the sort. Rather, the thought was one of regret with still the need to, I am thinking what to do. Even more so, in the end, being that we are speaking of, I, God, have made them, hence, in actuality, the thought change for the good that Noah and the living creatures with him in the ark remained alive. Thus, a powerful lesson for each and every one of us. Here we are speaking of God, who knows the thought of all. Hence, when, and God saw that the evil of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of his heart was only evil all the time, it is so, if God saw it. And nevertheless, God refrains from making a definite resolution against such a person. Then how much more so a person who knows not what lay in the heart and intent of his fellow must definitely refrain from making any negative resolutions upon the other. But rather, as it says in Ethics of Our Father, judge every man to the side of merit.